Greetings and salutations. Hello and welcome to this edition of Everyday Ignatian. We always begin each episode by reciting a prayer called the Angelus. If you are not familiar with the Angelus, that is okay, because I have included the link in the show notes. So if you haven't done so already, I invite you to go into those show notes and open up that link so that we can pray together. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy the episode. God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Ghost. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may be brought, by his passion and cross, to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. All holy angels, pray for us. Society of Jesus, pray for us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thy heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy first Friday of November. I hope you are doing well, and I hope you all had a wonderful um, Halloween weekend. This week's edition is going to be all about the principle of detachment. This is something that comes from the exercises, and it's one of the major facets of Ignatian spirituality. Now, when we hear that word, detachment, exactly, what does that mean? Well, when we think of that, if you're anything like me, you think of things like aloofness or indifference. You'll hear that word thrown around a lot, indifference. And yeah, although that's technically true, those descriptions, that's not really what it's interpreted to mean in the context of the exercises. We hear those words and we think like of the phrase, I don't care, or something like that, like an I don't careness about whatever. And that's not true at all. In fact, the real meaning of detachment is incredibly deep. And I want to actually begin with the exercises here to get that full understanding. Before I do that, I want to give a shout out to uh, Word on Fire before I go any further. I recently purchased uh, their Ignatian collection, actually, their, um, their copy of the spiritual exercises. It's exceptional. For the record, I'm not getting paid for this or anything like that. I'm saying this because I mean it. Uh, they have an excellent, excellent uh, copy of the spiritual exercises. It's a part of what they call the Ignatian collection. It's one volume. 
And if you haven't done so already, I invite you just to go to the Word on Fire store and buy yourself a copy. It, it truly is uh, great. So this translation comes from there, from the uh, Ignatian collection of Word on Fire. And in the exercises, Ignatius writes this, quote, Man is created to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save his soul. The other things on the face of the earth are created for man to help him in attaining the end for which he is created. Hence, man is to make use of them in as far as they are in as far as they help him in the attainment of his end, and he must rid himself of them in as far as they prove a hindrance to him. Therefore, we must make ourselves indifferent to all created things, as far as we are allowed to free choice and are not under any prohibition. Consequently, as far as we are concerned, we should not prefer health to sickness, riches to poverty, honor to dishonor, a long life to a short life. The same holds true for all other things. Our one desire and choice should be what is more conducive to the end for which we are created. Unquote. And that is, again, the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. That is specifically a part called the first principle of and foundation. That is paragraph 23. Excuse me. Now, the key here is those middle three sentences, and those do bear repeating. So let's, let's listen to those more carefully, shall we? Quote, The things on the face of the earth are created for man to help him in attaining the end for which he is created. Praising reverencing, and serving God our Lord. Hence, he is to make use of them in as, far as they, as, in as far as they help him in the attainment of his end, and he must rid himself of them in as far as they prove a hindrance to him. Therefore, we must make ourselves indifferent to all created things, as far as we are allowed free choice and are not under any prohibition." Unquote. And that is, again, the first principle and foundation of the spiritual exercises. Now, those three sentences really are the core of um, that Ignatian principle of detachment. And really, they can all be boiled down, out are you, into one word. Pragmatism. And it is that one simple word, pragmatism, that everything rests. So what, is, what do we mean by that? Well, for those of you who do not know, my favorite movie of all time is A Man for All Seasons, starring Paul Schofield. 1966, it was made. If you haven't seen it already, stop this podcast right now, go onto Amazon, and watch it. It's exceptional. Paul Schofield is great. Uh, but there's a scene in the movie, uh, for those of you, um, well, it's, it's a historical movie, so I will spoil it a little bit. But Thomas More basically retires early because he wants to distance himself from Henry VIII. And because of that, he gets a cut in pay, and he has to fire a lot of his servants. And one of his servants says this, quote, and I love this line, I wish we could have good luck all the time. I wish rainwater was beer. I wish we had wings. But we don't. And I love that line. And that really is the core of, of this, right? Now, there's... um. I want to go off on a bit of a tangent here, and I promise it'll relate, but follow me with this. There's a growing trend in Catholic circles today about the idea of building the ideal Catholic community. And there's a lot of memes out there. And the, uh, to give a frame of reference, I've included several examples in this week's edition, if you want to take a look. But they're all about, you know, they, they speak to an almost utopian dream. Right. There's one, for example, I'll read just a few of them for you. This one says this, it's a tweet, quote, 
The perfect community is one, the church is the center of town, two, cemeteries close by to remember the debt, remember the past, three, homes with unique builds and character, four, nature is incorporated, not destroyed, five, local economy with local food supply, six, everyone knows each other. What would you add? And there's another one as well. And the punchline is, anyone else want to start a Catholic farming town where the church bells ring at 6 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m. to remind us to pray, and we all have like 10 kids? And there's a third one here. I'll, this is the last one I'll read. It says, not all men just want sex. Some men just want to leave this sick society behind and start a self-sufficient community in the mountains. Um, they're funny, but they also point at something. This concept of the perfect world, right? The utopia. Now, before I go any further with my point here, I want to say this loudly and clearly. Yes, I would love to live in a small Catholic farming community high up in the mountains where everything was local and self-sufficient and we all had 10 kids and everyone knows each other's names and the church is the center of town and it, the church bells of that church ring out every day, three times daily. And uh, and we all hold hands and sing Kumbaya, right? I, I would love that. That's That's a dream, right? At the same time, I also live in reality. Now, again, to clarify further, I don't want to come off like we should settle or I, I don't want to come off like I'm contradicting the Magis of Ignatius. Far from it. Absolutely not. We should all strive to make our societies good and holy and pure and build a, a great and holy Catholic world even. I would love to live in a world where everyone was Catholic. Isn't that the goal? Of course. However, there is a thin line between thinking big and thinking crazy. Now, why do I bring these up? Why go on this tangent? Well, I bring these up, again, not to mock or to make fun of the desire to build a good and holy civilization. Again, we should all be striving for this. But I bring these up to illustrate a point. Whether or not we live in a perfect society is irrelevant. Whether or not we live in the ideal community or even a really good community is irrelevant. Why? And this is the point of detachment. It does not matter who you are, where you live, or how much money you make, or any other situation under the sun. You can always, no matter who you are, what situation you're in, strive to be holier than you were yesterday. That's the point of detachment. That is what Ignatius is getting at with this. That's why it doesn't mean, I don't care. What it means is, it's irrelevant. I'm going to level with you guys a bit. Everything in this world, wealth, pleasure, power, honor, community, friendship, family, friend, friends, your dog, your work, your house, your car, even your own life and your own family. Everything we have exists solely and expressly as a means to an end. They exist to help us achieve a goal, the goal being eternal beatitude. Spiritually mature souls, Ignatius, of course, creme de la creme among them, no, there is a big difference, spiritually speaking at least, between wants and needs. We all learn this in elementary school, right? The difference between a want and a need. I want a Ferrari. I need 
whatever, right? We, we, we get that, of course. So I'm not trying to talk down. But I don't, unfortunately, I don't think we understand that in the spiritual sense as much, that there's a difference between what we want and what we need. Moreover, the spiritually mature, again, going back to Ignatius, I use Ignatius as an example, the spiritually mature also understand that anything and everything in this world that cannot help you bring, bring you closer to eternal beatitude is irrelevance. It is irrelevant. It's superfluous. You don't need it. Why do you need it? This is why Going back further, St. Benedict was all about, you know, uh, going high up into the mountains to be alone with God, right? Because he didn't need that stuff. It was superfluous to him. This is the principle of detachment. Detachment, to put it succinctly, is when you say that you want a thing, but you don't need the thing. I'll say that again. I want to close with this point. Detachment is when you say that you want the thing, but you do not need the thing, especially if you want to be holy. I want to read that one more time, the, the detachment, the first principle and foundation. Read that in this lens now. Quote, 23, the first principle and foundation. Man is created to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save his soul. The other things on the face of the earth are created for man to help him in attaining the end for which he is created. Hence, man is to make use of them in as far as they help him in the attainment of his end, and he must rid himself of them in as far as they prove a hindrance to him. Therefore, we must make ourselves indifferent to all created things as far as we are allowed free choice and are not under any prohibition. Consequently, as far as we are concerned, we should not prefer health to sickness, riches to poverty, honor to dishonor, a long life to a short life. The same holds for all other things. Our one desire and choice should be what is more conducive, magis, to the end for which we are created." Unquote. So as we enter into this month of all souls, uh, November, of course, is a month when we pray for the dead. We, remind, we, let, we are reminded constantly that the things of this earth are, are fleeting. Tempus fugit memento mori, right? Time flies. Remember your death. Remember that the things of this earth are passing. And that's not a bad thing because they help us in that passing, because we're passed from this life into the life of the world to come. These, in other words, help us. These created things help us in the attainment of an end, the end being, again, eternal beatitude. Praise, honor, reverence, our blessed Lord. So let us pray that in this month, as we ponder our own lives and our own spiritual journeys, and ultimately our own death, wherein we will see God face to face, let us pray for this detachment and pray that what we can move away from the spiritual wants and embrace instead the spiritual needs and embrace what the things of this earth that can help to bring us into eternal beatitude. So that concludes this week's edition. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us today. A few announcements before we close, first and foremost, and most importantly, if there is anything, and I emphasize very heavily, anything you want me to pray for, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I will I'll keep everything private to myself, and I'll be keeping you in my prayers, of course. You can reach out to me on social media, text message, email, what have you, 
it's all on the website. And all I simply ask is that you please pray for me and pray for every day nation that we can be the saints we are called to be. That's the first piece. Second, if you want to learn more about what it means to be an Ignatian, dive into those writings of Ignatius of Loyola, those writings of Ignatius of Loyola and Francis Xavier and all those great and holy Jesuits who came before us. I invite you to visit everydayignatian.com and there you'll find all of the information there. The link again is in the show notes. It's everydayignatian.com. Last but certainly not least, we publish every week on Fridays at noon Rome time. And this upcoming Friday, again, because we this is the month of all souls, we're going to be talking about all the saints and souls of the Society of Jesus. We're going to be talking about what we honor, what we honor for them, and uh, why and how that reflects uh, greater realities, of course. And ultimately, it will be an opportunity for us to pray for all the saints and uh, uh, to all the saints and for all the souls of the Society of Jesus, and pray that one day we may all join them in revering our blessed Lord together. Uh, that is, again, coming up next week on the 10th. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. Please pray for me, and I will pray for you. And have a blessed week. God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us for this edition of Everyday Ignatian. We always close each episode by reciting a prayer called the Sushipe. It was written by St. Ignatius of Loyola himself five centuries ago. If you are not familiar with the Sushi Pei, that is okay, because I have included the link in the show notes. If you have not done so already, I invite you to go into the show notes and open up the link so that we can pray together. Thank you again for joining us, and remember, Quodcumque dixerit vobis facite. Do whatever he tells you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. You have given all to me. To you, O Lord, now I return it. All is yours. Dispose of me wholly according to your will. Give me only your love and your grace, for this is enough for me. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. All holy angels, pray for us. Society of Jesus, pray for us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thy heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.